We are living in unprecedented times. No matter what industry you come from, we must all review, rethink, and reinvent ourselves. Are you an entrepreneur that is trying to adapt your business to the new norm? Well, you are listening to the 2020 Entrepreneur, a podcast that will motivate you and have you think outside of the box. My name is Hugo Almeida, and with over 30 years of being an entrepreneur, I am here to share and inspire you with my experiences and help invent a new you. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to T20E World. Hugo here, and I'm excited to kick off 2021 with a special guest, Julia Turner. Welcome, Julia. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, man, love having you. And today's topic is pretty freaking awesome because it's about building a company coming right out of college. And Julia, young entrepreneur, has launched Nectar, and she's here to talk to us a little bit about her company, the evolution of it, how it started, and how she sources people to run her business. So excited, Julia. But let's talk a little bit about yourself. Give me a little tidbit of information about Julia. Absolutely. So I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. I'm the youngest of three girls. Cool. Um, I grew up in a very creative family. My father is a retired food photographer. So any like Weber cookbooks is my dad. So I've always been on sets. I've been on cookbook covers. <laughs> you know, I've been a hand model. Um, and then my mother came from the advertising and marketing world. So really the combo of that has really piqued all three of our interests in, you know, an artistic side. Personally, I love to bike. I love to be outdoors. Um, I have two golden retrievers. I'm a huge cook. And then lastly, related to my business is, um, you know, I'm a cannabis consumer and advocate. So we will dive into how that uh, <laughs> yeah. really prompted me to start this company. So cool. So you have a passion and you're following it and you're putting it to work, which is freaking awesome, man. So what's the name of your company? And tell us a little bit about the, the company story and how it started. Yeah. So our business is Nectar. Our specific product is called BuzzBox. So when I was a sophomore at Duke University, my roommate and I, uh, we consumed cannabis and that was kind of our thing over drinking. And, you know, Duke is in a pretty rural place. So we would go to parties that were in like fields. And so we were able to roll up joints and we would bring them to the party with us. And when we would spark up, you know, two things kind of happened. Like a lot of people would flock to us um, and kind of join the circle in rotation. But they were also pretty surprised that two younger women were consuming cannabis, you know, that openly. And so I kind of just subconsciously kind of recognized these things. What we were carrying our joints in, I was not happy with. But where the, where the real light bulb moment was is when I returned home that summer, I was with my best friend since I was born and her dad. And he was speaking about the same tubes that I use. They're just plastic science test tubes. And his family knew he consumed, but he was so embarrassed by them that he planted them in his garden amongst like the vegetables. <laughs> because he was like, you know what? I'm smoking outside. I'm not going to bring this in the house with me. And at that moment, everything that I had, you know, recognized subconsciously as a student, I was just like, wow, you are an older you know, 50 some year old successful man, and you're embarrassed by these tubes. And I'm a young woman in college, and I'm embarrassed by these. 
And I looked at him and I said, I'm going to go home and I'm either going to find the solution or I'm going to make the solution. <laughs> and obviously the latter happened. And, you know, knowing my parents' background, I walked into the house with this bold idea and they were, you know, they were all over it. They were incredibly supportive. But past that, my dad and I created our first prototype. Within a week's time, we found a metal walker in the alley and dismembered a shampoo bottle oh, um, from the inside of our house. And my mom was running, you know, she was searching, she was looking at names for us. So within about a week's time, we had a product and this name. And, you know, from there, it's history. Really, you know, from there, we just, I've worked my butt off to be where I am today. Grinding. Absolutely. I love While it. being a college student. Listen, oh my God, my hat off to you. I'm proud of you. I love the story. Thank I love the story because this is exactly true entrepreneurship, right? When you're young, you're hustling, yeah. the day-to-day -day things. You know what? There is always a need out there, and it takes a special someone and that genius inside that someone to find the need, have the passion, and to have the guts to launch it. Yeah. So I love that yeah. story. I love the prototype. And the fascinating thing is that you only did this in a week. Prototypes. Now, listen, I've, I've, I've been around for a while. To launch a prototype, I got news for you. It takes months and months, unless you're rushing something. But I love the, the fact that you found the walker, you cut the little leg tube off, used a shampoo yep. cap. That's awesome. Good for you. Now, just out yeah. of curiosity, what made you uh, choose the name Nectar? So it actually didn't start with Nectar. It started with Buzzbox. You know, I just started to say, what are we creating? And I said out loud, we are creating a box that gets you buzzed. And I flipped it and I wanted to keep the name symmetrical. So I doubled the X and then the next part's pretty funny. So past that, my dad actually drew the logo for us. Um, so I went on the Pinterest and found the drawings that I liked. And then, you know, he was able to replicate the one that I really preferred. And then that's when we got to Nectar because we join the buzz and the bee and sweet and almost all of our inspiration comes from apple we wanted a recognizable logo a one name word for the name of our company and so that's where it came to be but then the funny part is you know people often remember words that are misspelled so i looked at the c in nectar and i decided to change it to a k for kush and then doubled it because I had doubled the X. And then that's how Nectar came to be. And I have to say, when I love I it. that story, that is probably one of my favorite parts about starting a company uh, is I can just say that's how the name came to be. Like the K's are in there because it's Kush and it's related to cannabis. Listen, that's and awesome. And so I'll tell you what, I, I had a lot of fun doing that. I haven't misspelled it once yet. <laughs> it's easy to remember. Yep. It's so true. It is. Uh, listen, I, Julia, People I got remember things that. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I got to ask you, though. Yep. I know you just graduated. So congratulations on graduating. Did you graduate just this past May 2020? I did. So virtually. it was a virtual graduation. Yeah. So congratulations. Yep. So you're Thank I got to you. I got to ask this because I want everyone to kind of understand how young certain entrepreneurs are. Is you're 20, what, two, 23? I actually turned 23 yesterday. Oh, well, happy birthday. Awesome. Thank you. So this brings us yeah. to our next part of this whole conversation is here you are. You're coming out of college. You're finishing up all your final exams. You're launching Nectar, right? Now you need people mm -hmm. to help the process. And 
you come across Pangea.app. By the way, one of our sponsors this month, awesome, awesome company, also founded by uh, two Brown University grads. How did you connect with Pangea.app? That's a good story, too. So right around March, when Duke extended our spring break for an additional week because we were unsure of the direction the pandemic was going in, Pangea had probably two to 300 students on it. But one of the campuses that it hit first was Duke. And so I signed up and there were so few students on there that when I was looking through the students, Adam's profile actually came up and it noted that this was the founder. And so I just, I shot him a message. I said, I would love to hop on a call with you. And from there, we hopped on the call, probably uh, slated for 15 minutes. And we ended up being on there for 45 minutes. And I was, you know, essentially hired to be a part of the team to help them build out this product. And one of the reasons, or the reason I reached out to him is I was actually employing students at Duke already. Mm-hmm. And when, when Duke said, you no longer have classes, the three people I hired were now like, we have all the time in the world. <laughs> Let's launch Let's, this thing. Let's rock And this. so when I found this platform that was proposing matching companies that were in need of students, and I had just seen three students go from full-time students to essentially I'll work for you full-time. I reached out to Adam because I was like, this is going to blow up. Like, totally. I've seen it within a week. I mean, it's like a virus. three people I hire. All major universities exactly. are using Pangea, that app. I mean, I think it's a fascinating concept. It's similar. I, I also, I, I reached out to Adam. Uh, someone reached out to uh, our company, right? But long story short, Adam, I wound up talking to him. I was fascinating. It was just fascinating conversation that I had with them because it's just just to understand the whole thought process, right? And to actually create this app and then start connecting all these universities across the country. I, I mean, we became yeah. a Pangea.app user ourselves. So let me ask you this. What do you actually look for in students through the app, you know? Yeah, I would say the thing that for me that can't be taught is eagerness and determination and just, you know, the will to even try. Um, I think people hesitate in a lot of different areas in life because they're nervous, they're unsure of what the outcome is gonna be, they're fearful. So when I look for a student, I just look for someone who's ready to go like all hands on deck, is not concerned if their first or second iteration of something is incorrect or has to be tweaked. Because to me, those things can be changed you know, I can help them and guide them in that you cannot teach someone to go out and, you know, give it their all every single time, get knocked down and get right back up. And so to me, I look for in students, I look for the qualities that, you know, cannot be taught because to me, you know, skills, any of that can be adapted along the way. Um, And so just, yeah, like pure determination and, you know, that's me. I like to surround myself, you know, with people like me. So that's uh, what I look for. In students. I, listen, Julia, you just hit the nail on the head. And I talk about this so often. I'm like, you want to be successful? Guess what? Surround yourself around successful people that love the hustle and grind. I mean, that's just yeah. at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So I know that we've have similar successes with Pangea.app, especially in finding these, you know, qualified students and recent grads. And to all our listeners in T20E world, we're going to dig a little deeper into this information here with Pangea.app and Julia as soon as we get back, thanking our sponsor. 
Are you a college student or recent graduate looking to land a job? Look no further. Pangea.app, a startup founded by two recent grads from Brown University, connecting students across the country with freelance projects that start part-time and can grow into full-time jobs. Get to work helping companies with their social media, websites, blogs, and products to make a real impact and make real money at the same time. Download for free at Pangea.app. That's P-A-N-G-E-A dot app. And start applying to remote roles at high-growth startups and e-commerce sites. Pangea.app, the first freelance marketplace built for students. All right, Julia, and we are back in full throttle, and we were just talking about, you know, what you look for in students, right, through the app and stuff like that. So let me ask you this question, because things have changed, and in 2020, and you know this very well, you had to adjust, pivot, and just completely change the way you graduate, the way you finalize all your exams, and, you know, virtual graduation, I mean, it's just tough, right? But what makes you prefer to work with students through the app? as opposed to selecting maybe senior individuals? So I have to be honest, I do have a combination of both students and senior people. So I've hired two students that go to UNC Chapel Hill. So we put our differences aside in our rivalry. Okay. Um, But I actually also was able to plug um, Duke's Fuqua Business School. So I work with two older women who are in their second year at the business school. I would say, you know, in the positions that I have filled with the Pangea students, which has been social media, marketing, and content, Mm -hmm. to me, our generation just understands it. It's second nature to us. It's where our interests lie. I know that when, you know, my students are working and going through social media, that's something that they want to be doing and enjoy, you know, doing. And I also think there is absolutely... You know, someone who doesn't have work experience, that's not necessarily a bad thing. They have an eagerness to them to learn. They've never been in the corporate world. They've never been hired. They're trying to make their first impression last. And so I absolutely think there's value in not necessarily having a position, you know, before, but then in areas that I need help, which is finance and business, I'm going to people that I know have that experience. I'm being taught those things because I'm, you know, I'm straight out of college. So I can't say that these are things that are second nature to me. And so, you know, the biggest thing for me is, you know, finding what my strengths and weaknesses are and what I do and don't like to do. And then I'm able to plug those areas, you know, accordingly with people who that's where their skills lie or that's where their interests lie. And so our team is really just made up of people, you know, we all help each other our cross communication is incredible. And so I, you know, I don't prefer one or the other. I see there, you know, to be benefits on both Absolutely sides. Savvy. You know, I, I'm blown away. I, I mean, you're Thank 23 you. years old. I have had conversations not as good as this one with senior executive vice presidents. No bullshit. <laughs> this is, I mean, oh, hats off to you, man. It's impressive to talk to you. I mean, this is, you. you're dead on. And, you know, you're an inspiration because there are so many students out there and recent graduates that are so concerned, right? And, and I get it. Listen, I was there too once. You're concerned. Oh my God, what am I going to do? I, how do I get a job? Everything's been virtual, you know? And you go into what? Panic mode, right? And I'm sure you got a ton of friends that graduated at Duke that were like, holy shit, no one picked me up. 
You know, what do I do? But you, you just said something that's so important and so inspirational to all these students. It's not always about working in corporate, you know, taking the steps that someone has molded for us, right? Get out there, man. Yep. It's, it's, you know, like you just said, sometimes you prefer. It's no big deal if they don't have corporate experience. As a matter of fact, most of them can think so much cleaner right outside of the bubble. When somebody's out of corporate, they tend to be structured and they're always thinking within their, their comfort level, right? And what they were taught and Absolutely. what they were learned. Sometimes I say that's like uh, they're contaminated sometimes because you don't want that. You want someone that's coming in fresh, great ideas, thinking crazy shit sometimes because that is what works. I mean, you coming up with your prototypes, that's crazy shit. I mean, in a week, you know, Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man, I love it. So let me ask you this. What's been the, like effective means of selecting your students? I mean, when, okay, so you need a blogger, maybe a website designer, maybe someone to develop content or help. What do you normally do? You go to the app? What do you do? Yeah, so I actually worked a lot with Adam on this because Adam and I, I mean, one of the best things from that first conversation we recognize that we enjoy talking to each other. Like at this stage at 23, you have to find the other founders, oh, um, people in the space, you know, to bounce ideas off of. Sure. And so I really worked with him to say, how can I best present my company so that I can find the students that fit, you know, the best for our company. And so what I really like to do is I like to be as realistic as possible. And so what we did is we put together a pre-hire assignment for everyone that we actually contacted. And so for us, we did it two weeks prior to Thanksgiving and we knew we needed a Thanksgiving marketing campaign. And so we put together, you know, a little assignment, you know, it might seem like college, but it's a little <laughs> assignment. But if you're interviewing for a position that you want and like, I would hope that you would view this assignment as a chance to show Absolutely, your skills. man. You're, it's defining you know? who they are, right? If they have no drive, exactly. you don't want them on your team anyway. Exactly. And so through this pre-hire assignment, a lot of what we were able to vet prior to onboarding someone in the team is you know, how does your voice come through? What are your design skills? Do they align with ours? But then also I was able to see they were on a timeline and we had to hop on calls and they actually had to pitch the idea. I said, okay, how are you going to communicate once you're in this group? Are you going to speak up? Are you going to come to the, you know, the table with a lot of ideas, you know, and words about why you support these things? And so to me, it was just, you know, it's almost giving them the exact same assignment that they're going to have on the other side of the coin, but doing it before you string them along or before they're, you know, truly involved. And, you know, I was so fortunate, you know, all of our pre-hire assignments were great, but from there I was, I was able to see, okay, here's who really, you know, hit the nail on it. Wow. Very good. Very good. I'm just curious. The way Pangea.app works, which is beautiful, is that you can get talent and it truly doesn't matter where they are. And if there's anything we learned in 2020, right, is about pivoting and being able to be virtual anywhere. I mean, you don't even have to be in the U.S. technically, right? But here's an important question for you. I know you have established a certain culture in your organization. And I, and I love it because I, I love the vibe, you know, and how challenging as the CEO and founder of Nectar, has it been to keep that culture alive, right? Because everybody's virtualized. Some people are reporting in locally to your office and warehouse, but really most of the people that are working for you, right, are contractors and, and they're virtualized. So how do you keep that culture going? 
You know, I think it's interesting, one, being a cannabis company, which, you know, is a pretty, you know, lively and interesting business as is. Um, you know, True. on top of that, you know, I'm a queer woman of color, so I have a lot of personality. The four people that I brought on share, you know, those identities with me. And so the culture that I'm creating or that, you know, our company creates is I brought in people who look like me and like cannabis. And so, you know, it's not hard to pull their arm and be like, come on, get engaged. Like this is what they want to be doing. They feel like they have a stake in it. One thing that I like to do, I tell all of them, please don't view that you work for me, but you work with me. Totally. Um, I, I don't want them to view me as the, you know, the hierarchy or anything like that. I give them projects and I say, create what you want to create, not what you think I want to see. Cause I, you know, always give my feedback and adjust to that. Sure. But you know, I believe every person on our team truly feels like they have a stake or a foot in this. And when people believe that and people know that you do not have to encourage them to stay involved. They are involved because they are a part of it. Julia, are you sure you haven't been in my office here? And uh, <laughs> it is the, that's the culture we've created here as well. And let me tell you, yeah. that is the right method. Congratulations to you, really. I love it. I Thank love you. it. Hey, let me ask you a quick question before we wrap this up. Cannabis, marijuana. Talk to me from uh, your point of view. Well, one, I think it's interesting. Um, so I'm actually a medical marijuana patient mm -hmm. in Illinois. Okay. So one thing like that is like MM, just kind of. Fits. That's it right. works like that. So Marketing. I, yeah. You know, I think it's a preference. I think cannabis is viewed as a more elegant word mm -hmm. than, you know, necessarily marijuana is. Mm -hmm. It's pretty interchangeable. I, I think it kind of just flows. You know, there are it's the know, professional ways. Yeah, you say pot. Or you say weed, you know, those aren't the, you know, the dominating words when you speak about cannabis, yeah. but I find myself using it interchangeably. I was just um, curious. Just curious. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot more uh, history behind the, the names and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But I was just curious as, as to your opinion. Ben, I wanted to thank you for your time because this has just been a phenomenal phenomenal conversation we've had. I've learned a lot about yourself, your company. I think it's exciting. I'm impressed. I'm ecstatic. And I wanted to I wanted to ask you if I would ask, share one bit of advice. You know, college students, people just coming out of school that just graduated like yourself, what would that one bit of advice be to them? I think this applies to everyone and I think it applies to any part of your life is to go after what you want and do not let fear, you know, cripple your dreams or your desires or whatever it is. You know, at the end of the day, at the end of my life, I do not want to regret anything. And I think people are hesitant to jump into things because they cannot forecast what the outcome will be and are fearful of, you know, what a lot of people, you know, say is failure. I don't really look at anything that happens to me as a failure. I look at it as it might be a setback, but it's also probably a redirection into a different way. You learn. Um, and I mean, yeah, you absolutely learn from every experience that you have. So do not deprive yourself of those experiences, of those chances. Just do not let fear, you know, guide you. Take a leap of faith, whether it's starting a company, whether it's applying to your dream school, whether it's saying something to your crush, whether it's moving to a new city. I mean, it really applies to everything. And I try and lead my life by, you know, really going after what I want to and letting it fall into place. I love it. 
Thank you so much for that word of advice. In Ecuador, we have a saying that sums it all up, and I always use it. I live by it. It's called Chuja Vida. You live only once. Yep. Julia of Nectar, share the website, please, before we wrap this up. Absolutely. You can find us at www.nektar.com. Or I know everyone's on Instagram. Our handle is BY by Nectar, B Y N E K K T A R. Awesome. So, with that, my friends, this is Julia Turner and Hugo, and we are checking out.